This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Shumped by his teammates from behind. A one-yard touchdown run by Jalen Hurts. And now he has passed Cam Newton for the most rushing touchdowns ever by a quarterback in the regular and postseason combined. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. We're live in BetMGM Sportsbook right outside of State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, Dick Ashley with you on a football Friday. 20 minutes from now, our lightning bets. Right now, though, we talk to one of our favorite guests, Jill Gallant of the Action Network, joining us here to talk all things Super Bowl 57. And, Jill, we got to start with touchdown bets. That's your thing. And I noticed um, pretty early on as this matchup was set that the tight ends were the ones sticking out to you, especially Dallas Goddard. Tell us what you're thinking here on uh, touchdowns for Sunday and, and why you like Goddard. Yeah, thanks, Joe. And uh, for me, uh, so the day after the conference championship games, uh, I was actually kind of shocked that the touchdown odds were immediately up for the game. Usually they'll give it like a day break, but they were up immediately. And that was my first bet I put in was Dallas Goddard to have an anytime touchdown. Now it's probably down to about the plus 175, plus 180 range. I still like it because the, the main reason why we're looking at Goddard is how this Chiefs defense plays out. Attacking the slot is the key to beating this team, especially uh, passes over the middle. For example, during the regular season, the Chiefs were 31st in the NFL in touchdowns allowed to the slot, which is where Goddard lines up exclusively. And even just since the week 10, uh, coming off their bye in week 10, if you go back and look through the Chiefs and the opponents that they played, they had given up at least one touchdown in the slot in all but two games. And the only two games they didn't were in week 13 and the AFC championship game, which were both against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, and also from a recency bias standpoint, even if you just look at the start of the 2021 season, these teams, there's a lot of overlap and uh, personnel that were on these teams when they faced each other in week four in 2021. And if you go back and look at that game, Dallas Goddard had a big game. Kenneth Gainwell had a big game. Goddard actually caught the first touchdown in that game against the Chiefs defense. So there is definitely a Hurts-Goddard connection, even if you just look since the start of Jalen Hurts being a starting quarterback for the Eagles. Just look at the start of the 2021 season and onward. Um, he has 83 first-down catches with Jalen at quarterback. And to put that in perspective, in the first three seasons with Carson Wentz and Nick Foles and you know the, the, the different quarterbacks that were there, he had only combined for 76 first downs in the first three seasons. So if he had played a full season, because he only played 12 games this year with the injury, uh, he would have been on pace to surpass both A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith for first down catches. So I think that's something that is important to note that a lot of the time we gravitate to A.J. and Devontae. I mean, obviously, they're very talented, but the connection with Hurts is there. So Dallas Goddard, to me, is my favorite touchdown bet for Super Bowl 57. Jill, happy football Friday. Feels good to say that one last time for a while. If one of these quarterbacks is going to score or an anytime touchdown, where would you be looking? 
Uh, fellow Canadian, yes. Uh, I mean, obviously Jalen Hurts is the layup pick. And I'm not saying not to bet on Jalen Hurts because he's probably around the plus 110, maybe plus 100, plus 120 range. If you can get plus 120, I'm not going to knock anybody who wants to bet on Jalen Hurts to score a touchdown. But I kind of like Patrick Mahomes to score a touchdown in this game. I bet him. I got him around plus 500. He's still around that range. It's my biggest long shot bet of uh, the uh, of the game. Now, we can go through his playoff history. He's got five rushing touchdowns and 13 playoff games. His actually his carries pick up by about 1.2 more carries per game in the playoffs as opposed to the regular season. Uh, even against the Bengals in the playoffs, it was almost night and day how he looked in comparison to right after that injury versus the Jaguars. Now he's going to have uh, a couple of weeks to be able to heal up. I mean, even against the Bengals, he had the critical run to seal the game. My thing is, though, is the Eagles defense strong, no doubt. They lead the NFL in sacks. But they did allow the fourth most rushing yards to quarterbacks this year, about six and a half yards per carry. That was 31st in the NFL, only behind the Lions. And my main thing is this, is that if you don't want to bet on Mahomes to score a touchdown, it's okay. But just say it's because of the high ankle sprain, not because of the Eagles defense. Because even if you look at the 2020 Super Bowl when they played against the 49ers, 49ers, they were the best rushing defense in the NFL. They had only allowed seven touchdowns all season running the ball. He scored the first touchdown in that game, and he had around plus 350 odds. And then if you even just look at this past season when they were playing in week eight against the Titans, Titans in that game, up to that point, the only thing that you could talk about is how good their rush defense was. They had only given up one rushing touchdown the entire season. Into that point, they were first in rush defense DVOA entering the game. Well, in the second half, Mahomes scrambled for over 50 yards and scored a touchdown to force overtime. He had around plus 400 odds to score. So I'm not recommending that you take the over on his rushing yard prop, but I think if you're inside the 10-yard line, his touchdown prop is very live. So I love Patrick Mahomes to score a touchdown in this game. What about some defensive props? I, I took kind of a long shot. Well, I mean, it's a long shot. Chris Jones and Hassan Reddick each to have two or more sacks at 35 to 1. Is there anything that you look at there? Maybe not. I, I understand that that one's probably not going to hit, but it's at least worth a shot for me. Are there ones that are maybe shorter odds that you do like on the defensive side? Yeah, I do like uh, one, Nick. Um, I've been looking more at interception angles. So uh, not only do I like Patrick Mahomes to throw an interception, but on the defensive side, you can pick which player on the Eagle side will get that interception. And the first guy that stood out to me was CJ Gardner Johnson to have an interception. He's around plus 800 to get one of those. Uh, so he led all Eagles uh, players with six interceptions this season. He actually had 35% of all the interceptions from the Eagles. They had 17 on the year. Uh, and if you go look at the interceptions that Mahomes has thrown this season, he's through 12, eight of them were to the safety position. And if you even just 2021, when those turnover troubles started to emerge, six of 13. So very live here for CJ Gardner Johnson. Like now, I wouldn't say go drop a full unit on it because again, it just it's a very difficult prop to hit. But again, a sprinkle or even like a you know a 0.25 unit or something like that, I think is worth doing. Um, and the other thing too of why you want to look at CJ Gardner Johnson to have an interception, but also Patrick Mahomes to throw an interception is is more of the mindset of if you think the Eagles are going to win the game because since the start of last year in 2021. The Chiefs have only lost nine games, and in not those nine games, Mahomes threw an interception in seven of them. So uh, generally, when uh, the Chiefs lose, turnovers are typically involved. So I like Mahomes to throw a pick and C.J. Gardner-Johnson to be able to get that one on the Eagles' side. Jill, how are you playing Kenny Gainwell props? Kenny has become very popular. He's had a gigantic yes, postseason he here. A lot of people are on his rushing prop. There's receiving. There's touchdown. I mean, you have some people put major bets on an MVP. How how are you playing Kenny Gainwell 
as we head into the Super Bowl. Sure. Yeah. So my co-host on the touchdown show that is going to be airing on Sunday at 2.30 uh, Eastern, uh, Nick Giffen, he is very high on Kenneth Gainwell to score a touchdown, but I'm going to take a little bit more of a safer approach. I'm going to be looking at his over on his receiving yards because sitting there around 11 and a half receiving yards, he is the pass catching back for the Eagles. And when he gets receptions, he typically shines with the yards because if you go back and look again, I keep referring to the start of the 2021 season. That's just a coincidence, but that also is when Kenneth Gainwell started with the Eagles so he has had two or more catches in 16 games in his career so he's gone over this number in the 16 games when he has two or more catches he goes over this number in 13 of them and one of those games that he did have over 12 or 11 and a half receiving yards was actually against the Chiefs last season and uh, the Chiefs this year they rank last in catches to running backs their third worst in yards uh, even from a recency bias standpoint, you can go look at the Bengals game. Joe Mixon went over this receiving yard number. Travis Etienne went over this mark. Uh, and also just from a juice uh, standpoint, if you go look at the a different market, for example, his catches line, it's the receptions is set right now at over under one and a half receptions. But when you go look at the over, it's juiced up to about minus 150 in some spots. So if he's going to get two catches, he's going to get the yards. So I would rather take the yards angle in this spot than try to look at the over one and a half catches. Speaking of juice, what is your overall strategy when it comes to this anytime touchdown market for the Super Bowl? Is it something that you really have to bet these early? Do you for sure shop around because maybe different books have totally different numbers? Give me um, your take on that and what you do. Yeah, so with the Super Bowl, it's a little more chalk heavy as compared to the regular season. Uh, I, I don't think that's really a hot take. Teams like to play with the guys that got them there. And so like a guy like Travis Kelsey, you could look at it for an anytime touchdown around minus 110, but you probably want to maybe consider an angle like maybe like more like first Chiefs touchdown score, uh, you know, or even first touchdown score of the game to get a little bit more juice. Now, I wouldn't just to take the safer approach, you probably want to look more at the first Chiefs touchdown score because in eight of 19 games this year, including the playoffs, Travis Kelsey did score the first Chiefs touchdown, you know, led all tight ends and 15 touchdowns. He had the first Chiefs touchdown in both of the playoff games against the Jaguars and, and the Bengals. So. That would be something that I would look at. Now, one thing I would say as well, guys like Jalen Hurts or Travis Kelsey, like if you hadn't bet them pretty much when the odds have opened, I would actually argue you could probably wait closer to game time because what's going to happen is uh, some of these sports books and, and from a marketing poise standpoint, they'll likely try to boost some of those guys' odds to try to get late you know, players, you know, to be able to bet with them. So that would probably be one of the angles that I would take is that if you hadn't already bet on a Travis Kelsey or a Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown, you probably want to wait till probably Sunday afternoon. I think you could probably get better odds than what you're currently getting right now. At what number for Patrick Mahomes' passing yards would you start to consider the under? Hmm. <laughs> I'd probably say like 300. Like right now, that, I believe yeah. it's, yeah, it's around 294. It was at least, and it's been moving all week because again, it's Patrick Mahomes. And you know that uh, as it goes, like right now I've seen 294, I've seen 291. It's right around, like once, I think that's one of the props that we just talked about. That's going to keep continuing to go up as we get closer to kickoff because again, mm -hmm. he's one of the most popular players. Everybody loves to yeah. bet overs. So you're going to see the books reflect that. So um, you probably could do the same thing similar, wait until closer to kickoff and then take the under on Mahomes' passing yards. So Jill, let's do some math on here on, on the Patrick Mahomes with his receivers, right? So if we're projecting him around 300, you look at the props, Kelsey's over of a 78, 79, right? Let's say he gets to 80 to 100. 
That means we still have about 200 yards to play with there for Chiefs receivers to go along with Mahomes. If you had to pick one receiver, because you look at their props, it's it's in like in the 30s and 40s. Like no, the books are not sure which Chiefs receiver goes off to go along with Mahomes. If you had to guess right now a Chiefs receiver, because I think there's great value on one of them. It's about picking the right one that go way over their prop. Who would you pick? Yeah, I know the default would be to go to Juju or even Marquez Valdez Scaling. But I think the over is probably the best place to go with on Kadarius Tony, And the reason being is since he has come over to KC, his target share has just been kind of, I, I don't know if it's sustainable. He probably has like close to like a 35% target share in games that he plays. So um, that's one of the reasons why is that, and he's a little bit more shifty than those guys who are more uh, like Juju is more of like a tax zone, whereas uh, Tony could probably make a guy couple guys missed just because of how athletic he is so that would probably be the guy that I would consider from a chief standpoint the the guy that I'm actually going to be looking at is uh Justin Watson I've actually took the under on his receiving yards uh for the Chiefs and the reason being is because uh you know the, the with the way that this game is projecting like he has the highest a dot on the team but he has the lowest volume when it comes to that he averaged around two targets per game his receiving yards is around 14 and a half receiving yards that's one of the receivers I want to take the under on because he went under this number in 12 of 18 games played this year uh McCole Hartman is out so you'd think okay he's going to get a natural bump but actually he went under this number in six of ten games that Hartman missed this year uh, and the Eagles as we've talked about they've allowed the few fourth fewest yards to wide receivers this year and the other angle too is I think Juju Smith-Schuster um, is going to play a lot. Like, I'd be surprised if he doesn't play less than 70% of the snaps because one of the storylines I'm sure you guys saw, if he plays over 50% of snaps and the Chiefs win, he gets that million-dollar incentive. So uh, you definitely know that Juju is going to be on the field a lot when it comes to that. So um, I would probably say Kadarius Tony on the overs, but for Justin Watson, I'm going to be looking at the under on his receiving yards. Jill, we just had John Daigle on. He said he does so much work leading up to the Super Bowl that he just goes on a trip for the big game. What are you doing? Are you eating poutine and drinking Labatt's? Like, what does Jill go on to for the Super just Bowl? Just dousing myself in maple syrup and my igloo. Uh, no, uh, if anything, uh, I'm probably just going to be, like, I mean, we all know this. Like, I, I, we all work in, in this industry, right? Like, we're going to probably be doing pregame stuff. We'll be doing a halftime show as well. So, unfortunately, I won't be able to get watch uh, Rihanna live. I'll have to watch watch it afterwards but we're going to be doing a live betting show called bet what happens live during the game that we can kind of promote and talk about the different props and angles that we want to take going into the second half as well uh so that's going to be really fun and then pretty much right after that you're right i'm basically going to go into a two-week uh non-football coma where i just kind of put football <laughs> off to the side and then uh you know maybe go on a little bit of a trip and then as we get closer after march madness jump right back into football love it Great stuff, Jill. We, we appreciate you hopping on. We'll be watching over at the Action Network as you do all your work. Jill, thank you so much for being part of the show. Jill Galan of the Action Network talking about how he's watching. It, it is interesting uh, asking people, especially ones that are kind of in our industry, what they're doing for the game. Yeah. I, I'm just going to watch at home with my kids and my wife. Uh, probably my, maybe my brother might come over. But, like, I, I, I'm doing a uh, – I'm, I'm kind of calm during the game. I'm just going to watch it at home. What are you guys doing? Home? I'm doing the home thing as well. I got a Super Bowl party at a friend's house, so it'll be one of those like I'm watching, but you know how it's harder to get. Luckily, they're all football fans, so they'll be interested in the okay. game. It won't be one of those like 
okay, I'm here around people that don't care about the game. There are people that care about the game. So it's it's right. it's good. not just going to be I'm distracted and I can't pay attention to what's you going on. You won't be on, asked, so. like, who's this Mahomes guy? Is he any yeah. good? Won't, I won't have to deal with what that, hopefully. What bet should so. I place? <laughs> no, oh, there will be questions like that, yes. <laughs> yeah. I know that will be happening. So. And deep down you want to be like, listen, I'm on the air like 15 hours a week, yeah. 16 hours, 20 hours a week. 20, actually, yes. 20 for that. <laughs> you, got, you can listen all the time. He'll give you his bets. All right, coming up, we'll literally give you our bets. It's time for our lightning bets, our five favorite plays for Super Bowl 57 next on the BetQL Network. You're listening to the BetQL Network live all this week leading up to the big game from BetMGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium. Just a touchdown throw from the site of the big game. Presented by BetMGM. (laughs) 